0: Thanks for listening to the Gateway Live podcast, a collection of recent sermons, teaching, and inspirational content brought to you by Gateway Church of Upstate New York. Visit our website at gatewaylive.org for more information. Now, here's today's message. So I got a question. As I get into this word this morning, it's it's kind of morphed and changed. Well, I was sitting here this morning, but... um, uh, I'm, I'm convinced you're going to hear his voice. Uh, how many of you, and you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you have a sense of being blessed? Just, and, and I'm not talking about the, the um, you know, the right answer. I'm talking about when you lay your head down at night, and there's nobody but you and him, and it's your thoughts, and it's your heart, you know, do you have a sense? We, we've called it when we were doing, when we do, and you still, I, I still think it's a powerful uh, 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 tool in our arsenal of spiritual warfare, but listening prayer to get you to listen and hear the voice of God, uh, because how many know He always speaks? But, but for that to happen, uh, there's there's a there's a sense, and even the psychologists know this of having what is called basic trust. It is the idea that regardless what's going on around you, things are going to be okay. Regardless what it looks like, regardless what's going on in the world, or maybe in your family, or in your body, things are going to be okay. That basic trust, literally and actually, I believe, is having that sense and that reality of faith in God that at the end of the day, everything is going to be all right. I, I You know, I'm, uh, not everybody has that. And, uh, but I'm going to tell you, as you mature in Christ, you should and I, I believe you can have it regardless of, this is not when God does this, then I'll feel that. I'm talking about having a sense, regardless what's going on, that everything's alright. How many of you ever have a dream that you died or you were in, ready to, it was almost there, right? Uh, so I've had a few of those, not a lot, but I have had a few of those, and it's usually like, ah! Here it comes! Well, last night I was driving the Subaru, and I had it in sports mode. This was in my dream. And I'm going down this hill flying, just having, but I never drive fast, just so you know. But I was in my dream I was driving fast. And I come around the corner, and I missed a corner. And and, and, the, and the bank was ramped, and I went, into the air and there is this sheer drop off in a cliff I'm headed right to the cliff and I said Jesus I'm coming to you with with joy and unfortunately somehow I cleared the ravine and landed <laughs> but and I just remember that because it was it was almost like all right, it's my time, and it and uh, in my dream, I thought it was real. You, you know how that goes. I, I didn't know I was dreaming at the moment. I thought, oh, okay, it's a dream, because when I started floating in land, I'm okay, it's not real. But just the idea of I've had dreams before, It's like, ah! and And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that's my my place now. Just the reality that regardless what's coming your way. There can be a sense, or regardless of what's happening around us, there is a that basic trust and that faith in our lives that He knows, and He has us. Here's a, here's a, a scripture that I never really quite grasped until recently, in Luke 18, in verse number 1. <clears throat> and he says, He told them a parable of a need for them, or He told them a parable of on the need for them to pray always and not become discouraged. Has anybody ever been discouraged in prayer? Okay. And and he's this parable that he's telling, we are never, we are not to be discouraged in prayer. God, I say it again, is not a vending machine. When you do this and this and this, all of a sudden we get the same reaction all the time. God's plans are bigger than our plans. There's things that I do not understand in the world that I will never understand in this world. Why? Because we see through a glass darkly. I can see some of it but when I am like him when I when I am no longer in the flesh I will know I cannot know it all right now How many would like to know it all right now Wouldn't we But we're never going to know it all but God he reveals things and 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 he shows us things from time to time but what happens in our life and what I believe ought to be the default setting of our life is that basic trust that I that understanding which I call just faith in God when it looks bad for us it's not bad because he causes all things to work together for our good boy that, that's tough to swallow but here's what he says he says that you uh You ought to pray always not be discouraged. There was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect man. And a widow in the town kept coming to him saying, give me justice against my adversary. And for a while he was unwilling, but later he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or respect man, yet because this widow keeps pestering me, I will give her justice so she doesn't wear me out by her persistent coming. I'm like, what? God, how are you comparing yourself to this? Then the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay to help them? I tell you that he will swiftly grant them justice. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith? On the earth, will he find that basic trust, that sense of everything's all right, even when it doesn't look all right? Now, the idea—if this parable of the unjust judge, there was a woman that comes and wants uh, justice, and and uh, uh, wants you know the judge to do what's right. And the judge ignored her. She walked away unfulfilled. Have you ever prayed a prayer and not have it come to pass? Have you ever petitioned God in a fast or in prayer or or over a sickness or over a life and not have it happen? There are some in that condition and in that place, and you might be here today, that you have asked God and God has not come through for you. And, and, and because of that, you're, you're seeking other options or you're looking in other places or you have become so discouraged that prayer becomes something that you don't even participate anymore. And I'm here to tell you, listen, God always comes through but he doesn't come through the way we think he ought to come through. And, and and having that understanding of that I do not see the full picture here. I've told you uh, recently, or was talking, maybe it was Jeannie and I, the, the, the stories out of Israel and, uh, and the atrocities that's going on there. Uh, the horrors in Emma, and I said, God, why, why are the innocent butchered? You know, why, why, why is evil prevailing, it seems. And, and the reality of it is, and the sense that I get, and the word that comes to me is, this, this isn't over. You know, and when somebody, when we we see death as something so completely bad, but God doesn't. Do you realize He says, "Better's the day of one's death." So, from our perspective, God sees our lives and the lives of even the innocent in a far different, uh, a, a far different view than we do. And when, for me, for me, that basic trust and that faith is a part of my life. I'm I'm not trying to work it up. It's just a part of my life. When I don't understand, when when, when what I see I don't understand, then I just have to trust him. And what I have found in my life is I can trust him. I have trusted him over and over again when things I didn't understand, and I found him to be good and true. He did not always come through when I wanted him to. But at the end of the day, every situation of my life, even things that I regret, that, that uh, I look back at, he used it for my good. He did. This isn't some preacher just trying to pull something out of the book. I'm telling you about my personal witness, my life. You can argue all kinds of things, but you cannot argue what I've experienced. And I'm here to tell you as a testimony that you can trust him. And, and I say that because of the day that we live in. I I have no idea. Because God, he says, sufficient for the day is the evil thereof, right? What's going to happen in a week? What's going to happen in a month? You know what? Don't know. Well, aren't you worried about it? No, I, I'm telling you, God is going to be there tomorrow morning. He's going to be there next weekend. He'll be, in my life, as he has always been, he will be. He, he's always a part of that. But what happens in the world? I mean, th- this thing in Israel, if you're not aware of what's going on, I-, I want you to be aware. I want you to be awake. I want you to be sober-minded about it. Now, I- I'm, I'm going to be the one, um, and I was going to use this at the end, and I still might, but when the Titanic hit the iceberg, and the ship was going down. Uh, Jeannie just did a, a bunch of lessons on it for uh, the kids that she's been teaching. And uh, that, it's an incredible story and an incredible event. You know, the, the, the pride of man and the arrogance of just steaming through waters with such danger. But when they ripped the side of that ship wide open and they couldn't all get to the lifeboats, They're going down in the North Atlantic. And so what did the people do that were in the band? They couldn't get to the lifeboats. So they got out on deck, and they did what they always do. They started playing. Now, can you imagine, there they are facing the final moments of their life. Like, what do we do? Hey, Joe. Let's pick up your violin. I'll grab the flute, and we'll go over here, and we'll play until we can't breathe. Can you imagine the, auda- the guts? It's like, oh, we're oh, no, oh. No, hey, come on. Let's see how much of the band we can get together, and we'll go down. I, I just flat out love that attitude. Uh, And so the idea of of what's going on in our world, what are we going to do? I think we ought to play our part and to the bitter end. Well, but I want to know we're safe. Okay, you're safe. If you know Jesus, you know what? You're safe. Yeah, but what if I die? Let me let you in on this. You will die. Yes, no? No? I mean, I don't know anybody that's going to get out of here alive. Okay, we all got to pass that, that, that portal, that threshold. We got to go from this life to the next one. The question is, do you do it in faith or do you do it in fear? Do you do it hiding, thinking of what might happen, or, as, you know, or do you play your part to the bitter end? Man and I'm telling you what God He says here. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will He find that faith on the earth? He's not talking about the earth. He's talking about you. Will He find that kind of faith? Somebody that's persistent when there's uh, uh, when things aren't going their way. Somebody who's constant when there's disappointment. Don't tell me this little woman wasn't disappointed. I have no idea what her adversaries did. But man, oh man, she was hurt, and she wanted justice. And she went to the judge, and the judge pushed her away like no big deal. And she said, well, I'm not done with you yet. Because there will be justice in the end. And she came back again, pushed her away. I'm here to tell you, there will be justice in the end. You can look and see and say, God, what are you doing? Hold on. You wait and see. When this thing wraps up, you're going to say, oh, now I understand. And I'm, I, and I'm telling you, I am okay with not ever knowing the whole story when I'm in my flesh. But I do know when I get over there, I'm gonna say, "Oh, okay. I, I, I understand. What are you saying? I'm telling you that I, I trust him. I trust him. And and that that covenant that's between us I, uh, is uh, is something that I just, I know it's an everlasting covenant." It's, it's like uh, the Garlands, Mr. and Mrs. Garland in the back. They just got married last weekend. Amen. What a great, great celebration and ceremony. We had the, what a beautiful setup. The whole thing was just one of the best I've ever been to, honestly. But I was there as I read their vows and and they said to one another for better for worse for richer poorer and sickness and in health whether it's good or bad you know you make that, that kind of covenant is, is, is something that brings security and stability to a home and to a family that regardless whether it's good or bad do you think the, the goodness of God there's a covenant that he has made with us that we've agreed to when you were baptized in His name, when you repented of your sin, when you, when you uh, started a walk of faith and, and, and God filled you with His Spirit, sealed you, that covenant between you and Him, it's like, I'm going to be in covenant with you, Lord, as long as every time it's sunshine and beautiful days, as long as there's plenty all around all the time, I'm going to tell you what, I have served Him in some good times some great times. I have served him in some times of heartache and hurt and betrayal. I've served him in my life. And life is not always instant gratification and good things come in your way. But the good things that are coming, I know. That, that that they are absolute, that justice will prevail, that God will do all that he intends to do. And it is up to us to have that kind of faith. That just when it all is going down, and I, I have no idea, like I said, you know, you, you see the terror attacks. Let me back up just how much time. doesn't matter. They told me not to look at the clock. Holy smokes, it's late. If you are if you're sitting here today and you think Christianity in in the in the scripture is just kind of this man-made idea and I I remember as a teenager I had one teacher that just kind of spewed that garbage I didn't know but if there's one thing that ought to cause you to sit up and listen is Fifty years ago, no, no, more than that, 1948, whatever it was, I would say in the 20th century, Israel ends up in the same geographic location that God promised Abraham thousands of years before. If you're ignorant of the Scripture, ignorant of Bible prophecy, If there is one event that's taken place in our lifetime, if I can say that, that ought to cause you to sit up and say, what? It's the fact that the Jews went right back to the promised land in 1948, just as God said they would. Abraham was promised for his descendants this piece of property and if you look at from Genesis chapter 12 to really the entirety of the rest of the Bible, it, 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 except for when God's dealing with uh, some New Testament Gentile churches, but that book is written about God's promised people, covenant people. It's written about a Jewish nation. It's history. It's falling, it's, it's, its triumphs, all of these things, the prophets that came in, God making a promise to them, it's undeniable. I went over to Ireland, Jeannie and I, just a couple, a month ago, um, my, my ancestors came from there, I don't know, late 1800s, my great-great-grandfather, I think, went through... Uh, Ellis Island and all of that, and so probably, you know, 120 years ago, maybe 130, whatever, and in 130 years, I went from being completely Irish to, I am an American, okay, I like those guys, way too many sheep for me over there, okay, not enough commerce going on, Uh, you know, great, good ancestors, love them, all that, but I'm an American, Okay? the Jews get scattered through the world just after uh, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, about um, sixty-three A.D. or whatever. Titus destroys Jerusalem. The Jews are scattered, right? They hadn't been a nation for centuries, but they're scattered two thousand years ago, all through the world. They maintain their identity. If you don't think that's shocking, there's some of you, if it wasn't for 23 and me, you wouldn't know what you are. Heinz 57, lots of you. But the idea they maintain their identity and their culture, and my goodness, it was just, that's weird, 2,000 years until finally in 1948, they are... Welcome back into the land of Abraham's promise. And, and they become the focus of Bible. I'm telling you this, Israel being attacked right now is not like, oh, well, just another nation. Uh-uh. It is time to be awake. It's time to pay attention. It's not time to be afraid. If it ought to do anything to us in the day, yes, let's pray for Israel. But I'm telling you, when Hezbollah starts bombing from the north, if a couple other countries get involved here, brother, we're talking about biblical prophecy being fulfilled right here, right now, in our time. Oh, no, I'm scared. Listen, I just took a Subaru off the corner. Like, Jesus, here I come. Come on, man. We live in perhaps the most exciting time that's ever been for a human being to be alive. I say, oh, I wish I was there with Moses. Nah. Oh, if I could have been there with Jesus. Okay. But man, oh man, to be called to the day that we live, God has called you and I for a very unique time and a unique purpose that he could come and find that kind of faith on the earth. And I'm praying it's us. I'm praying it's you. That regardless what you see. I'm here to tell you, folks, young people, look, we had it pretty easy. We did, the generation before you. Prosperity, all kinds of stuff. And you can get lulled into a sense of just religious, you know, tradition and all that. You better break, break out of that because God needs your generation to do something so totally different. And not, not in the future. I'm talking about today. I'm not talking about, oh, boy, one day you're going to get up here. I tell you, you can have the microphone right now if you've got a word from the Lord. Dead serious. And, and, and it's more than just what happens in this building. It ought to be that we become so awake and aware of the time that we live in that we're no longer silent about the truth. Man, when you see Bible prophecy fulfilled in your day, and you're going to keep your mouth shut, I'm not condemning you. It's like, ah, uh, hey, there's about to be a train wreck. Get off the train. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, if, you see, if we see it and we're silent, come on. I'm not, it's not condemnation. It ought to be. And I, I, I'm not out there beating a drum, but man, oh, man, I want my friends and family to know. The time we live, this is crazy good. It is crazy good. But it's crazy. But it's always good. Because God's good. All right, I, I do have... Here, here's what this says. Uh, Matthew ten twenty six through 31. It said, And don't be afraid of them since there's nothing covered that won't be uncovered and nothing hidden that won't be made known. Don't be afraid of it. I'm telling you... We have somebody who is so completely good that at the end of the day, you may be thinking you're going and and wanting something to be made right, and it's not being made right, but God doesn't want you to stop. Learn the story of the unjust judge. Man, I'm telling you, God will do for you and I before this is He's going to do justice. And so you're looking at the injustice over there. I cannot see the images. I can't. You know, they want people in God. Love you if you can. I, whatever. I ju- I can't take it. I can't. It's just too much for me of the brutality and the, and the evil. I know it exists. I've read about it, and, but I just I can't see it. But I'm going to tell you this. Our God never slumbers, and he doesn't sleep. And before it's all done, there will be justice. And, and I, I just know that. And so let the heathen rage. You know, and, and I understand, and we prayed the prayer, pray for your enemy. You know, there are multitudes of Palestinian Christians that are our brothers and sisters and 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 God, they're they're caught in the middle of this. They're, and that spirit, that just that spirit, you realize it's not a new spirit. That wickedness is not new. It's it's it's, it's something that happened, you know, uh, uh, in Egypt. It happened with Haman and, and Esther. the the Their desire is the annihilation of the Jews, not just. We want our land back. They don't want a Jew alive. That is their desire. That is and it's not their it's not you can name the latest and greatest, but that is that spirit that is so much against God that anything that God cares about and has a desire towards, they it wants it to be destroyed. Haman was used by <clears throat> Hitler, Nazi Germany, they had a plan to, why, why, why? I realized, now listen, I don't know if you've been around, you know, the Hasidic Jews, a little bit weird. My book, I don't, you know, okay, well, they're not very friendly. You ever talk to one? (laughs) No. You know, and say, well, but do they have a right to exist? Of course. No, we don't have to be buddies, but the idea, but it is not, it's not—it's not a hatred because of they're a little bit, you know, exclusive. It's a spiritual hatred that's going on, and, and, and a desire for not just them but everybody that has any Jewish blood in them all to be annihilated. So, but don't be afraid. He said, what I tell you in in the dark, speak in the light, what you hear in a whisper, proclaim on the housetops. Don't fear those who can kill the body but are not able to kill the soul. Rather, fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. That's only one. That's him. And that fear is a fearful respect, not like, oh, God, you're going to judge. No, I have a respect for him and an honor for him. Aren't two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's consent? But even the hairs of your head have all been counted. I don't know how many Dave has, but feel those hairs on your head. God's, he's counting. No, why? Now there's a few of you. But why? Because we're that valuable to him. You got it. you got to, well, yeah, but they're, they're you know, no, nah, they're talking about, you know, he's talking about Gary, not me. You know, he's talking about Kelly, I, but I don't fit into that. He's talking about us, how much he values us. That is part of that basic trust, that idea of faith that will cause you to excel. I'm almost done. Don't check out on me yet. He says here in Luke 21 there will then there will be signs in the sun moon and stars and there will be anguish on the earth among nations we are not going to escape that okay There will be anguish on the earth among nations, bewildered by roaring seas and waves. People will faint from fear and and expectation of the things that are coming on the world. Because of the celestial powers will be shaken. I'll tell you what. If we're where I think we are, we're going to see some things. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud of glory and great, uh, 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 with power and a cloud with power and great glory. But when you see these things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your heads because your redemption is near. Let me say it again stand up. when you see these things here's what everybody else is going to be doing that have not faith that don't have that basic trust that don't have that covenant relationship with God where you are His where He knows the very hairs of your head people will faint from fear and expectation of the things that are coming on the world people are going to be freaked out you know what? We should not be freaked out. We should have a confidence that God has us in His hands. And the, He says here, He says, "They would." Uh, but when you, when these things begin to take place, how many of you can say with me, "These things have begun to take place"? If if you can't say that yet. Brother, come on, do some, do some, search the scripture. It's stunning the day we live. We're in the beginning of these things. I don't know how far down the road we are, but we're, we're in it. It says when you see, uh, but when these things begin to take place, stand up, lift up your head. It's not cower in a corner, but what happens if we die? then play to the end don't be looking for a lifeboat or some other way to get away i'm here to tell you what this is not a game this is not just some religious idea this is the reality that the god of all creation we're coming to the end of an age well, you think it's going to happen tomorrow? I don't know. Neither do you or anybody else. But what I do know is you can choose fear over the, 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 the events of the world or you can stand up and lift up your head. It's not like, oh, Jesus, rescue me, rescue me. No, it's, Lord, you give me something. You give me an instrument to play. I'm going to play it until the end. I'm going to play it until the end. I'm going to say, but the boat is sinking. Who cares? Oh, God, I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on. When he comes, will he find that kind of faith in you? Let it be in you this morning as we worship As we sing and as we pray together, give God the glory. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast to be notified when new messages are released. And remember to visit gatewaylive.org for more information.